Welcome to Letter to Philippi Live. This is our daily teaching broadcast going through Paul's letter to Philippi, the book of the Philippians, and we'll be looking, continuing our study through the Messianic hymn of chapter 2. We're looking today at Philippians 2, verse 8, as we continue our study through Paul's letter to Philippi, specifically now as we're in the, the hymn of the Messiah, the Messianic hymn of chapter 2 which goes through the, 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 the life, the death, the resurrection, and the soon return of Yeshua, our righteous Messiah. So we'll begin today with a word of prayer, and we'll be looking at Philippians 2, verse 8 today in our continuing study, the Letter to Philippi Live, an initiative, lettertophilippi.org. O Lord, you are good. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for each new opportunity we have to look into your word, to look into these holy words of your servant Paul, and help us, Lord, to take from them to become more and more and more in the Messiah each day as we look into these holy words. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this continuing celebration of Hanukkah as we celebrate the freedom from those who sought to destroy Jewish life, to destroy Torah life. But by your by by your great hand and by the Faithfulness of the Maccabees. Your your word stood firm and, and Torah life was renewed in in Israel. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your love. We thank you for Yeshua, who is our life, in whose holy name we pray. Amen. So again, welcome to Letter to Philippi Live. My name is Sean Nimsley. I'll be your teacher as we continue our study through Philippians. Now we're in Philippians chapter two, verse eight, in the middle of the Messianic hymn, the hymn to the Messiah, which is one of the earliest liturgical pieces of Messianic Jewish liturgy, honoring Yeshua as the divine Messiah who came into the world to seek and to save that was lost and to bring full atonement and life for, forever for those who trusted him. So in verse 8 of Philippians 2, we read, He, this is the Messiah Yeshua, Humble himself still more by becoming obedient even to death. Death on a stake is a criminal. Yeshua's humility led to the execution stake, the cross. The sacrifice out of his love for the Father. Yeshua's ultimate act of humility, as we see humility is a, is a theme that runs throughout the whole book of Philippians. Yeshua's ultimate act of humility and obedience to the divine plan was his self-sacrifice at the stake. Biblical scholar N.T. Wright summarizes the extent of Yeshua's humility and obedience when he wrote, Though Christ's act of obedience clearly refers to his death, in particular the scope of Philippians 2, 5-11, through 11, shows it as wider, including the obedient and humble life which culminated on the cross. So, Messiah's whole life was about humility, was grounded in humility, and that culminated on his death on the, the Roman cross. That his whole his whole being was 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 living out that humility and, and the humility that that Paul was calling people to Philippi and us by example to adopt that full full humble submission. Through the plan of God, even as the Messiah did going to his, his death on the Roman cross. 
In the Messianic hymn, we see the dual nature of Yeshua that begins in his divine state and that he humbly enters the world as a slave that would die on the Roman cross. And after this suffering, would receive the divine name and be highly exalted. This dual role held by Yeshua, both the human and the divine, unites the two major pictures of the Messiah in Jewish tradition. The Messiah ben David, Mashiach ben David, the kingly end of ages ruler, and Messiah ben Yosef, the suffering servant of Isaiah's servant song, most notably Isaiah 53. In this dual nature of both, of both the, the, the one who will rule and reign on David's throne for all eternity and the one who will suffer and die, these two messianic figures, Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben Yosef, are united in the person of Yeshua. The dual nature of Yeshua is the Davidic Messiah as a ro divine royal king and also the suffering Messiah that would give life in an atoning sacrifice. It was seen in the Midrash Rabbah, Ruth 5.6, it reads, It refers to the Messiah, come hither, approach the royal state, and eat of the bread refers to the bread of royalty. And dip thy morsel in the vinegar refers to his suffering, as it is said, but he was wounded because of our transgressions. In this in this section from the Midrash Rabbah, we see we see this 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 dual nature of the Messiah that Yeshua Yeshua fully lived out as the one who would be the the, the royal King Messiah, Mashiach bin David, and also would be the suffering Messiah. The Mashiach ben Yosef, the two, the two messianic figures of Jewish tradition, brought into one person, Yeshua, our righteous Messiah. In an unusual, even mystic way, Yeshua, at his atoning death on the Roman stake, the cross, served as both the sacrifice and the priest offering the sacrifice, as we see in the letter of the Messianic Jews, the book of Hebrews. So along, along with having, having the dual role as Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben Yosef, the, the conquering king will rule on David's throne for all eternity, and the suffering Messiah, the, one who, the suffering servant of God. We also see a, a dual picture in Yeshua's life in his sacrificial death on the Roman cross, that he served both as the sacrifice and the priest offering the sacrifice. That he was the lamb that was slain, but he was also the great Kohan Gadol who offered the sacrifice. So in this, he serves both the role as the sacrifice and the one offering the sacrifice as a great, great high priest. We read this in Hebrews 9, chapter, Hebrews chapter 9, 11 through 14, where we read, But when the Messiah appeared as Kohan Gadol of the good things that are happening today, then through the greater and more perfect tent, which is not man-made, that it is not of this created world, he entered the holiest place once and for all, and he entered not by means of the blood of goats and calves, by means of his own blood, thus setting people free forever. For the sprinkling ceremonially unclean persons with the blood of goats and bulls, and the ashes of a heifer restores their outward purity. Then how much more the blood of the Messiah, 
who through the eternal spirit offered himself to God as a sacrifice without blemish, will purify our consciences from the works that lead to death so that we can serve the living God. So in this in this section from, from the book of Hebrews, we see the dual role of, of Yeshua our righteous Messiah. He is the Kohen Gadol. He is the high priest who offers the, the, the one final atoning sacrifice for all for all time. And he is also also the one who was actually sacrificed as the sacrifice of of that atoning work. So he served both as the Kohen Gadol, the one the high priest offering the sacrifice, and he was also served as the sacrifice himself, as the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, as Yohanan the Immerser said. This unique priestly role that Yeshua performed also could be seen in the two messiahs of the Qumran community, the Davidic Messiah, common in Jewish Messianic expectation, but also a priestly Messiah. Though, as we will see in Yeshua, in contrast to the two messiahs of Qumran, Yeshua will embody both the priestly Messiah and the Davidic Messiah in his two comings. First is the priestly to redeem and the second to eternally rule and reign. As we see in the book of Hebrews, Yeshua also played the role of the divinely ordered sacrificial lamb that Paul was speaking about in his letter to Corinth, where he talks about Yeshua, our Passover lamb, has been slain for us. So we see, see, see in, the, in the Qumran community, there's un, there was understanding of a Davidic Messiah, the Messiah who would reign and rule, at all time on David's throne, and also a priestly Messiah, of which Yeshua fills, fills that too, the priestly Messiah, the Davidic Messiah, and also the sacrifice that would bring full atonement. Paul's making the Philippians aware of the possible cost of obedience and modeling the humility of Yeshua. For followers of Yeshua and modelers, modelers of the Master, is what Bonhoeffer called the cost of discipleship. The cost of following Yeshua can be seen earlier in the book when Paul said, because for the Messiah's sake, it has been granted to you not only to trust in him, but also to suffer on his behalf. Paul also wanted the Philippians to understand that Yeshua, their Lord and Master, died the most humiliating death on their behalf. As E.P. Sanders wrote, Christ did not just humble himself, becoming meek and mild. He degraded himself, going as low as death by crucifixion, the penalty meted out to rebellious slaves. So biblical scholar E.P. Sanders, the founder of what was called what is called the the new perspective on Paul, wrote that wrote that that in that Yeshua not only humbled himself, becoming meek and mild in his 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 life on earth and his and in his death, but he degraded himself, going as low as the death by crucifixion, the penalty meted out to rebellious slaves. Not only was Yeshua meek and mild, but in his in his humility, he went as as low as the death on on the cross, the death by crucifixion, the penalty meted out to rebellious slaves. He died the death the lowest form of death, the lowest form of execution for rebellious slaves. 
his humility was more than just being degraded, but super degraded in his death. And that was the extent of his humility, that he is beyond just being meek and mild, but willing to suffer and die for the work of atonement. Crucial fiction was most problematic for Greeks and Romans to understand. The Lord of the universe was willing to die the worst death, the most humiliating death on their behalf, a punishment reserved for criminals who are not Roman citizens, a penalty for the lowest of criminals and slaves. This deep level of commitment to humility, what Paul is calling the Philippians to understand, and for us to model also, is to understand and pursue the way modeled by the Master. Yeshua modeled the greatest example of humility, willing to, to die the death of a slave, the death of, of, of crucifixion for on our behalf. As the greatest act of humility, the Messiah's death is to be the point of unity for all followers of Yeshua. Paul is saying the Philippians to the Messiah's death on the Roman cross, the Roman stake, as a place where they can fully connect to the Messiah and understand their calling to emulate his humility, a humility that can and may lead to death for them. So Paul here is, is, is taking the people of Philippi, and us by extension, reading this letter 1900 years later, to the death of the Messiah, to his humiliating death on the Roman cross, as our point of connection, that, that our atonement was secured on that, that stake, on that cross. And that is the point of connection for all those who put their faith in Yeshua, all those who, who, who follow Yeshua as Master and Lord, come to him through the atoning work on the cross. The death of the Messiah on the Roman cross was the point of connection, was the, the point of entry for those from the nations to come into connection with the God of Israel through faith, trust, and Yeshua. So Paul is bringing the, the Philippians, as I said, a mostly, mostly redeemed Gentiles, those coming from pagan backgrounds. He's bringing them to the cross of the Messiah and, and re reminding them that it was the humble death of the Messiah for them on that Roman cross that brought them the connection to the God of Israel that they have, to the new life that they have, and the life eternal they have in the Messiah. And by connection, we should, we all who call Yeshua Lord, all who follow the Messiah, must understand that that is our point of connection. and must understand that the Messiah died for us, that the Messiah gave his life for our atonement, for us to have that eternal connection with the God of Israel, that, that sin and death were conquered by Yeshua on that on that cross on the, the Roman stake. And Paul is continuing to to share in this in this this piece of liturgy the Messianic hymn about the, the complete humility of the Messiah, that he was not only humble and meek, but he went farther to even to die the most humiliating of death because of his love, because of his his following the divine plan, his submission as a slave to to the, the plan of the Father, the one God of Israel. And that will that will be our, our lesson today to focus on on the import of that humility and to model the humility of the Messiah in our, our lives every day, even going as far as, as being willing 
to give our lives for our testimony of the Messiah and for our willingness to serve him, who is our king. That will include our time today as we look to Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. Tomorrow we'll continue on to Philippians 2, verse 9. And I'll read that verse to give you a preview. Therefore God raised him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name. So after conquering, after the death of the Roman state, after conquering death with the empty tomb, we now move on to through the raising of the Messiah from the dead and raising to the place where he was given the name above every name, where Yeshua is, is acknowledged as the one to bear the name of every name, the name of the one God of Israel. We'll be looking at that, looking at that tomorrow in our section on Philippians 2.9. So thank you for watching. Again, this is Letter to Philippi Live, a daily broadcast. Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time. And we are a work of lettertophilippi.org, the new Messianic and Jewish theological and teaching organization. You can find out more information at lettertophilippi.org. You can ask any questions. You can leave a prayer request. You can purchase a copy of my commentary in Philippians. You can make a contribution to our work. We really appreciate any contribution you can make either a one-time or an ongoing contribution to the work of Letter to Philippi. We have recorded classes that we've done in the past available. And also, also we have our, our we started our Messy and Jewish review of books. We have our first review up there. And I'll be adding adding at least two new reviews each month. So keep looking for that. So again, go to lettertophilippi.org. Again, my name is Sean Imsley. I'm the founder of Letter to Philippi and the teacher of this of this class. And uh, thank you for watching. We will see you tomorrow as we look at Philippians, Philippians 2, 9, as we move into the second half of the Messianic hymn, that we've looked for looked through the, the humble coming to the world of the Messiah, his willingness to die the, the most humiliating of deaths. Now we move into his, 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 his new life, his new life of the resurrection and moving toward that day when he returns to reign and rule as, as King Messiah over all creation. And we'll be looking at that over the next few days as we look through the last three verses of the Messianic Hymn. Thank you for watching, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. And you can, you can if you miss the live, you can watch the the recordings on on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our website at lettertophilippi.org. Shalom, and for those celebrating celebrating Hanukkah, Hanukkah Sameach, who will be lighting our fourth candle tonight. And hardly we're almost halfway through the celebration of Hanukkah. So shalom for now, and 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 thank you for watching. Again, this is Sean Emsley at lettertophilippi.org. Shalom.